Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know whether it's a song for some or a reality to others. I trust it's a reality. I don't care what storm comes. I'm anchored in the rock of ages. Amen. Nice to be in the house of God tonight. I thought we could have left Brother Tim keep on going. That was one of the best mission reports I've heard in a long time. And uh, I thought it was best to have Brother Tim in the morning. That means he gets to have as long as he wants, which he did, definitely did. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be as short as I can. Now that will be two impossibilities. <laughs> so may God bless the reading of the word tonight. I saw Sister Heidi Davis. Where are you, Heidi? There she is. Uh, maybe a lot don't know who Sister Heidi is, but she's one of our own. She's definitely one of our own growing up within the church. It's nice to have you here, Sister Heidi. Please, please give our greetings to the family. Would you do that for us? Amen. Well, next week we'll give a, um, a schedule for Christmas. So everybody's been asking what what, are, what it is. I'd like to announce the first weekend. So we obviously have a New Year's Eve service, uh, January the 31st, or December 31st, uh, New Year's Eve. And so that will be our service for that week. Until Friday, Brother Ron Spencer is going to be here for the first weekend of January. I thought it would be good just to kick off the year with fire. So, by the grace of God, Brother Ron has accepted the invitation. So, that will be our New Year's real meetings. It will set the tone. Amen. Amen. So, I know that you're, you have been enjoying that. So, that was a good announcement. Amen. Let's turn around our Bibles, please. I'd like to turn to Luke chapter 8. I'd like to maybe drop a little thought and, uh, for next, for next week or so. Thank you, Brother Derek. Luke chapter 8, we'll be looking at uh, verse 26, familiar scripture, of course. I'd like to title a little message, I'm anchored in truth. I'm anchored in truth and for a subject forever free. I'm anchored in truth. I'm forever free. Amen. So let's read, please, St. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time and wear no clothes. This is, this is a problem, folks. We have a real problem on our hands. You think that, you know, spirits, uh, are just in days of old. We got spirits today. That spirits don't die. There will be a lake of fire for them. But Jesus fought them. You will fight them. But we're anchored. In Jesus. I want you to take a look now. He had no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. But when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. So who was speaking? Legion or a devil? So there was somebody speaking there. 
For he hath commanded then, for he hath commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oft times it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains in fetters, and he break the bands, he, he break the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him saying, what is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them or uh, that he would command them not to go into the deep. And there and there was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. They besought him that he would suffer them to enter them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man, entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it into the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus, found the man, found, now watch this, and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now what is he? Closed. Closed. So the gospel always closes the people. It's Satan that uncloses the people. You got that, right? We're in Laodicea. So Satan uncloses the gospel closed. Everybody got that? And it's not even summertime. It's not even summertime. So they found him sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also, which saw it, told them by what means he had was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadareans round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear, and he went up into the ship and returned back again. When Jesus is wanted, he stays. If he's unwanted, he goes. And may the Lord Jesus be welcomed this evening. God bless you. You may have your seats. So let's turn now to St. John, chapter 8. Very, again, familiar with lots of familiar scripture this evening. Scripture is scripture. As I often say, has anybody gone to the same place of holidays? Anybody gone to a holiday? Same place? Right. Why do you go there? You enjoy it. Right? You enjoy it. So there's a lot of scriptures I, I enjoy. I go to the same place. And every time I go there, there's something new. So let's just take a look at this. This is, this is wonderful scripture. And if we could indeed believe what we're going to read tonight, there will be a people that are un, undefeatable. Undefeatable. St. John chapter 8 verse 36. Let's read it out loud. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free Indeed. Can we read that one more time? If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. indeed. We got that, right? That's pretty positive. Brother John told me us the other day that Brother Tom's a positive preacher. 
So I took that one down, Brother John. I, I like that. I'm, I like to be positive. Because the gospel is positive. So if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. So as we understand, and I'm just going to just pace myself a little bit here before we get into the rush, is that once a man is set free from the slave market, Brother Bram said, you can never be sold again. So we understand then what freedom is. Freedom, whom the Son of Man sets free, is free what? Indeed. A lot of people, they, they, they are only bound by the chains of their own mind. It's true. It's true. A lot of people are chained down by the chains of their own minds. Not by the word. But by your own mind, we seem to fetter ourselves and think that we're incapable of achieving what God had in his mind for us to achieve. If we took God at his word, we are invincible. If we just took those simple thoughts that a prophet laid down throughout the message, we would find ourselves Freer than what we think we are. Joel tells us that I will restore unto you those years that you were, what? Bound by the locusts. So there's the promise of restoration of those things that you had once lost being bound. So sometimes you see people more happier than other people or more, I would say, even free in their spirit because they were probably more bound. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's comical in one sense of the mind that, you know, you watch a person, you know, walk out of church and God has just given us a tremendous message or something like that. And God was delivering people and they walk out and there's a cloud over them. I, that always boggles my mind. Because they've come to the house of God for one thing and that's to be delivered. Because this is the house of prayer, it's the house of deliverance, a house of freedom. And so, you know, there's so often so many things and Brother Benham can throw it out so uh, so quickly, he says, we live below our God-given privileges. So then we understand then, then what are those privileges that we're, we're not living up to? And I want to live up to, as we heard this morning, my potential. I want to live up to what God has in mind for me. I don't want to be living lower in my own experience to what God has in his mind for us. I don't want to live a Lutheran life. I don't want to live a Pentecostal life. I want to live a God life. Is that true? So then we understand that when the Son Himself sets us free, you're free indeed. Alright, so then we're just, we're just laying down a, a thought here. The fall, the fall, does everybody know what the fall means? If anybody question, we can have questions and answers here. 
If you've got a question what the fall was. The fall in the garden is when Adam and Eve fell from their position in God. Everybody understand that? Everybody understand that? So the fall happened in the Garden of Eden. We're, we're starting at Garden of Eden and hopefully end up in Revelation, which we will right now. So if the fall in the garden started with a lie, then the restoration has to come by truth. Everybody get, get that? Satan told a lie. And the fall of man took place. But then in this last day, God had to send the spirit of truth to bring us back to Eden. The message over, I go home. Praise the Lord! <laughs> Take that, devil. We know you, who you are. He's a liar. Satan is a liar. The word of God then is true. So the fall of man started by a lie. The restoration of sonship is brought by truth. And that's why this message came. It's a message of truth. And that is why Satan fights it. He wouldn't fight it if it wasn't true. Why people spend their time fighting God. They're losers. I remember in, when I was in the world in high school, if you didn't wear a certain kind of sneaker, and you didn't have the right kind of sweater, and the right kind of jacket, you were a loser. I came home one day in tears. I said, Mom, i got to get these running shoes. I mean, everybody has these running shoes except me. She says, why do you need them? Because everybody else has them. If I don't have them, I'm a loser. Can you imagine how Satan just plays with the minds of the people? But saints of God, you are not losers. You're the winners. You've been chosen in the beloved. All right, so here we are. We've got the Garden of Eden. We understand then that started with a what? Lie. So here's what Brother Bram said in True Vine and False Vine. The biggest lie ever told was what Satan told Eve. It had what? A whole lot of truth in it. It had a whole lot of truth in it. And now you come around and say something that's just really right straight out of a lie. Why, you wouldn't believe that if it was just a blatant lie. He said you wouldn't believe it. You know better, but when it comes to a place to where it's 99% truth and 1% lie, that's a deceiving type. Did you get that? That's a deceiving type. That is the devil. You can tell 99% truth, 1% error. And that is a lie. We got that? It's a lie. It's a deceiving type. That's the kind you've got to watch. Is them kind. That's just what the devil's good at. He told Eve everything true about one thing. Okay, we're laying it down. 
He said, next message, why I'm against organized religion. He said, Eve just doubted one little word. Not all, God said, just one little word. It caused every heartache, heartbreak, every death, every sin. Are you listening to me? Every battle, every grave, every ambulance that screams, every hospital that was built for the sick. We're talking about one little percent. So it started in the garden with a lie of one percent. Then God had to have a message that was a hundred percent. So Satan will come and say, hath God said, hath God said, you need to have a revelation to know God hath said. Everybody got that. God hath said. You got to take it back to the Bible. The Bible. The Bible is your absolute. This is your Bible. People say, oh, but you take the message as your absolute. By the way, this is absolute. This is exactly it. This is absolute Bible. Word. This is the absolute revelation of the word. Does everybody in, I, 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 I want to know if you're on the same page. I want to know they're on the same page. God had to send a message to turn us back to the faith of our fathers. Truth. Not 1% error because 1% error will put you back where Adam and Eve was. We need 100% truth. And that's why he sent this message. Say amen. This is the truth. And that's why Satan fights it. And that's why I'll push back. Has not Brother Brenham said this. Oh my. Sounds like the devil again. Sounds like the devil again. Listen saints. Look, you can look at me. You can accuse me. I have a nice jacket on. Say, Brother Tom, why didn't you buy that at the thrift store? Well, if they would have had it there, I would have bought it. I mean, you can criticize my hair right now. How come you part your hair before it wasn't parted? I don't know. That's where the haircut happened. I don't know. You know, you walk amongst, uh, you know, the unbelievers. Well, you, you can criticize anything you want, but you can't criticize the word. The word. You know this is paramount. Because even your Bible, which is, do we get criticized because we use the King James? I guess we are now. You know, I guess we are now. Criticized for everything else, might as well criticize me. But my Bible says you add one word or take one word out, what happens? Your name is stricken off the Lamb's book of life. So how important is the Bible? People say, I'm going back to the Bible. Really? Are you going back to the Catholic Bible? Baptist Bible? What kind of Bible? Look how they live. Look how they act. Look how they... But this message produces the same kind of people around the world. You saw it this morning. It doesn't matter what nation. Doesn't matter what nation. I gotta slow down again. So we know that it started out with one lie, one percent, and look what it started here. 
That, that is amazing to me. Every grave, every ambulance, every battle, every heartache, every heartbreak, every hospital built for the sick, one little doubting word of God caused all this. Yeah. And now, saints of God, why is truth so important? Tell me. Truth is going to restore you. Truth is going to deliver you. And truth is going to change you. That's true, right? Truth is going to do it all. People will take the rainbow of truth. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a, 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 a positive way. They take it whatever flavor they want. But we've got to take it all. you got to take it all. Just one little word. Truth. So then the scripture says here in Revelations 3.14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Write these things. Saith the what? The amen. The faithful and true witness. So truth had to come through a messenger to bring us back to Eden. So one little lie, one little percent caused this mess. Caused backslidden sons and daughters in this church. You might as well say it like it is. That's what it caused. Every heartache, every heartbreak, that's what it caused. But we have to give them truth. And the truth will set you free. Brother Bram said, door in the doors. He says, but to me, he says, to me, it's absolute truth. That's what we look for is truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He is that truth. Who, who is he referring to? He, Jesus. People think I'm pointing you to Brother Branham. You gotta, you gotta believe Brother Branham. You gotta talk about Brother Branham. Brother Branham's message was Jesus Christ. That prophet was pointing you back to the Word. And the way the people, they twist that all up and say, well, you're just taking Brother Branham on every, every stage, the whole spectrum. Everything that he says is thus saith the Lord. Who's ever preached that here? Did you ever preach that, Brother Tim? John? But they tell a lie. They tell a percentage of lies. We preach Brother Branham. But Brother Branham preached Christ. Tom will preach about Brother Branham. But Brother Tom will preach Christ. Amen. We use the message because the message is Jesus Christ. Truth brings us back to Eden again. It's not just, oh, I'll take this message. Why am I against organized religion or rapture message here? I'll take, you know, handwriting on the wall here. One message here. It's the complete truth. Hallelujah. He is that truth. He is Jesus. The son of God is the truth of the word because he was the word made flesh In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
one word. Here's now, here comes a prophet. Here comes a prophet. This is what they don't like. People don't like this. Because now we are stepping back. All we are doing is being one of those that are following Moses. Paul. We're not all Pauls. We're not all William Branham's. But we believe a message. There was one Moses, one Aaron, one Joshua. But there was millions that believed the message. We just believe it, Brother Jeff. We walk in it. We walk through the ocean. We walk through the Red Sea. We go into Canaan's land. We defeat the Canaanites. Why? Because the Lord told us so. That's what the word says we are. So he said, one word from you will confirm everything that I've said. (laughs) Think of this. One word from you, Lord, will confirm everything that I've said. And if I said the truth, I know, Lord, you'll only confirm truth. You'll have nothing to do with lies, errors. You only confirm truth. Now, Father, I pray that you'll confirm what's been said to be true. And I'm asking God tonight to prove that I've told you true. Let him speak. Man can speak, but let him speak. God, I'm asking you, speak right away, instantly, instantly, stomach trouble. You got stomach trouble. That's your trouble. I'm a stranger to you. That's right. That's your trouble, isn't it, sir? You got peptic condition, sour in the stomach, everything, always upset. You've had it for a long time. Let me tell you something. You're not from here. This is not your home. You're from Portland. You believe with all your heart. Go back. You are made well. Who is that? That is not a man. That is God in a man. Brother Tim told about him just praying in a room. That was a brother Tim. That's God in man. Come on, people. That's what we've been preaching. That is what we have been preaching. Christ in us. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Wherever we go, the supernatural is taking place. Amen. I like Sunday nights. I like Sunday nights. Yes, sir. You're not from here. Go home well. Who else could say that? Who else could say that? They never came back and said, I'm not well. He had 33 years of his ministry. Did he ever? Ever. Did anybody, if I got a newspaper, I want somebody to tell me. Did anybody shout out? It was never true. But all the critics come out now. All the critics come out now. He said, I know there's critics amongst me. I know they're here. Come right here. Right? Saints, listen, I'm more zealous for this message now than I've ever been in my whole entire life. The more Satan pushes, the more the church gets strong. Amen. You might have the 70 disciples leave. What was their problem? What on earth was their problem? <laughs> yeah, they, would. they walked with Jesus himself and called themselves the disciples and 70 disciples left. Jesus just said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And you know, that wasn't even a long tape. 
As Brother John did one time, count the words. Count the words. How many times did he say? How, many, how long was that sentence? Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And 70 disciples left him. I wonder what they talked about on their website. Hmm? Oh, you know, it, it's comical, really. It's really comical. If you want to criticize, you're going to find enough to criticize. Is that the way you want to live the rest of your life? I say, press on to Christ. Get into Christ. Get into the Bible. Be like Him. Hallelujah. I don't want 99% truth, Michael. I want 100% truth. One word from you will confirm everything. If I said the truth, Lord... There's a lady sitting right there looking at me. Can't you see that light right over her? What other, what other preacher, known preacher, past preacher, future preacher, what other preacher have you ever heard say, there's a light over you? Can't you see that light over there? Nobody. Nobody. But he said that same light that was with Paul on the road to Damascus. That same light that was with Moses. Same light. That was with Joshua. He said it's on this platform right now. Is he the same yesterday, today and forever? Where is God's chosen place of worship? Brother Bram said it's in her. It's in you. Oh man, that fries a lot of people's brains right now. Are you raising yourself up? Jesus raised me up. I was once dead. I was once in the grave. I was in grave clothes. But Jesus came to my tomb. Jesus came to my tomb. And he said, Thomas, come forth. Hallelujah. And then there was a brother Biscoe that unloosed the grave clothes. Brother Ken got the scissors. Hallelujah. I once was dead. But now I'm alive. Hallelujah. What a message we follow. There's a lady sitting right back there. Can't you see that light there? Look real close. She's suffering with arthritis. If you'll believe with all your heart, you're healed from your arthritis. Mrs. Trapp. Not Mrs. Black. Lewinsky. Smith. Ray, nope, it was Mrs. Trapp. And he said, Mrs. Trapp, she didn't jump up and say, no, no, I was Mrs. Trapp, but now I'm not, no, no, he's Mrs. Trapp. Said, Mrs. Trapp, you believe with all your heart? You're going to miss it. Now, what a realm is that? What a realm, we're saying, believe it, believe it, sister, believe it. He's come to your pew, believe it. And now he's telling you, you're going to miss it. And there's many people missing it, missing it, missing it. Realizing the final voice to the final age. Who? She is. The final voice to the final age. Under her messenger. Say what I say. Say what he says. Why? Because it's truth, Alex, that changed your life. It was truth that came to Quinnell. It was truth that molded you. This message is true. You're missing it. You're missing it, lady. You're going to miss it. 
He said, now, he says, don't you see? She's going to miss it. I've never seen the woman in my life. It's fixing to leave you, lady. That's the reason I called your name. Don't get strange at that. He was catching the critic already in the pew. Don't get strange with that. Jesus of Nazareth told Simon Peter who he was. He's the same Jesus. Now, if I'm a stranger to you, lady, raise up your hand. The lady that was just called, sure, never seen you in my life. She's just a woman sitting there. If you will believe, you believe, amen. That's it. That's the so be it. That's the amen. So how is your anchor holding? How is your anchor holding? I hope it's holding and has gripped that solid rock. Who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am, Peter? Who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's quite a rock. That's quite a rock. Brother George, always a pleasure to see you home. God bless you. That's quite a rock for your anchor to be anchored in. Hebrews 6, verse 18, says there's two mutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. He might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay a hold upon the hope set before him. Which we have this hope. Which is an anchor of the soul. Which is an anchor of the soul. Alright. Both sure and steadfast. Which entereth in or within the veil. This hope is, as I've preached years and years and years ago. Hope is not I hope or I might obtain. Faith, hope, and charity is not, she's not the weak sister as I preached on. She's not the weak one. That's not hope in what the Greek is talking about. The hope that we have is a hope where the Greek says it's confident and assured. So you gotta get the hope out of your mind. I hope I'm, I'm anchored. No, I'm, I've got the blessed confidence and assurance. That I have an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It cannot slip. The Greek says, it cannot break under any pressure. That's my kind of Bible. Your anchor cannot slip or break under any pressure. You might as well rejoice. The anchor, that revelation that God gave to your soul. Nothing can shake you. It's just Bible. Bible, it's the word of God. It's true. So then if you've gripped this rock by revelation, you've got this then confidence assurance. Jesus, my Savior. 
Jesus, my Redeemer. Jesus, my day star. Mighty God. If I have got my anchor, blessed anchor of my soul, hooked into that solid rock, nothing under any circumstance can move my anchor, break my anchor. It will be ever safe, steadfast. It's gripped within the rock. Thus, we have a confident assurance that what hell presses against us in the days or the year to come. To those that have this blessed anchor of the soul, your anchor will not be broken. It will not slip. It will hold in any storm. Amen. Amen. We're breaking into a new year. Might as well start now. So then we have this anchor. We have this truth. And the truth of the word is an understanding in the Greek it's aletheia which is a manifestation of a truth is made known a truth is made known the very meaning of truth means it's a manifestation of a hidden reality say the truth has set me free well it's a manifestation of a hidden reality So God had truth marching on, Michael, down through seven ages. It was then, what was it? It was a manifestation of a hidden reality that each messenger held in his hand. And when that truth then was manifested, it was that truth that set the people free. We got that? I mean, here's Luther, a monk. You know, I always, you know, you get, when you take a, look, take a look at those pictures of those monks that got that bald in the middle. I mean, what on earth? What on earth were they shaving the middle of their head for? And then they would keep it around here. I, you know, it was weird. It was weird for the Catholic Church to tell the people, you can't eat meat on Friday. Oh, most of you people don't even know that, probably. Huh? The Catholic, I, I was a young boy and we had a friends that lived in Vancouver and they stayed overnight one night and we lived in Chilliwack. And my mom was preparing two meals. I said, Mom, what are you doing? This doesn't make sense. What are you doing? You're, you're preparing two meals. She said, oh, our friends can't have meat on Friday. They have to have fish. I said, says who? <laughs> well, she would say the Catholic Church or the Pope, but that didn't make sense to me anyways because I didn't even know what it was. But can you imagine such ridiculous, you know, paying penance? But that was a reality to the people then. Indulgences. They were paying for it. And then here comes a Luther. A Luther. All of a sudden, God gets a hold of that star in his hand. And said, I'm going to give you a manifested, revealed truth. The just shall live by faith. 
Look what that, look what that little man did. It turned the world upside down. And friends, let me tell you something. He was not liked. Did you get that? He was not liked. There was a few people that liked him. Uh huh. But most of the world wanted to burn him. But God put a hedge of fire around him. Because truth was going to march on. Amen. And truth marched on. And he kept his head above fanaticism. They were burning churches. They were killing priests. But Luther kept his head above it. Oh my, what would they have done to Luther today? They would have massacred him. What do they call that? That web works. What do you guys do this? I even hate it. People say, why don't you answer your phone? I hate it. Joanne and I, when the phone rings, we look at each other. (laughs) She says, why don't you answer? You're closer to it. Because I don't want to. But no, no, as soon as that... Do you hate that? Who hates that? Who hates having some fellowship with somebody? Phone rings and they look at their phone while they're talking to you. That's ignorant. That it truly is. Either that phone's more important than me. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's shaking their head now because they love their little device. Tom, you are a weirdo. Before that happened, saints of God, we used to have a thing called respect. Oh boy. I better cross that note out right here so never preach that again. Huh? Sometimes people even do it just, just to do it to think that they're important. I said, what are you looking at? Oh, nothing. Get it out of your hand. How did we get there? That was a rabbit trail. But you know it's true because you're laughing. You do it, we do it, we're all guilty of it, but I try to stop it. So now truth is going to march on. Truth marched on and as it moved from Luther, who turned a whole world upside down. I love Luther's testimony. I love that man. I love men that protected that man. Yeah, I sure did. I love that brother that put him up in some tower so that he could put the Bible in German. I love that brother. Mm-hmm. And I love these brothers that travel, burn their brains out for this message. And we're here to protect them. Support them. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this truth is aletheia. It's a manifestation of a hidden reality. So now when truth moves, that manifestation of that hidden reality becomes made known. Because I know Jesus. But that truth has moved on because you've got to walk in the light as he is in the light. I'll, I'll talk to these people over here. You gotta walk in truth. Because he's truth. And truth was made flesh. 
Amen. Truth was made flesh. Because he wants to bring you back to Eden. It started with 1%. He's going to give you 100%. Everybody up there say amen. Amen. So God so loved you. That he sent his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. For you. Truth became manifested for you. Hallelujah. We're in a courtroom today. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I affirm. I won't swear. I affirm. Do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Do you? Do you? Do you know what truth is? Then speak truth. Speak truth. Talk truth. Be truthful. Amen. You go into a courtroom, you expect to speak truth. Nothing but the truth. The court attendant wants you to say the truth. The judge wants you to say the truth. And if you don't tell the truth and you're telling a lie, it's perjury and you're going to jail. Uh Uh-huh. If natural man does that, that's why the Bible says all liars go to hell. Perjury. Where's my gavel? (laughs) So in this courtroom, in the presence of the judge, we say the weak one is here. What is that weak one? He's the judge himself. Now he's expecting us to speak truth. Not 99%. 100%. truth. Aletheia. Not only stands for irrefutable facts, but it also expresses that it itself is true. Truth is true. That which is unattainable to the human mind which can only be perceived. Are you listening now? This is unattainable. Boy, you're really listening good. I love it. I love it. Truth. Here's here's its definition. You listen. You can write it down. You can check it out in the Greek. Do whatever you want to do. It says truth in itself. Is unattainable to the human mind. Can only be perceived through divine revelation. That's why Pilate could turn around and say what's truth. Right? He wants truth. He can't get it unless it's divinely revealed. So people say I know the truth. I know the truth. Look at their lives. I've got truth, brother. And come out packing whatever under their arm. Out of a liquor store, whatever they're doing. They, and, and they're Christians. Man, I, first time I, I think I went to, uh, what was that? Chi-Chi's. Spanish, uh, Chi-Chi's. Ken and I used to go to the odd time for our lunch when we were in business together. And we went to Chi-Chi's. And I'm sitting there and there is a priest. You know, they got those turnaround collar things. That's the only way I knew he was a priest. Right? 
So now he's a priest and he's sitting there with a, with a, a beer on the table. And I go, what's he doing? He's supposed to be at least a Christian. And then I thought, no, he's not Christian. Of course they drink. It shocked me out of my mind. I thought anybody. Then I found out from the Waldners that even in the colony, they have their own moonshine. And I think those guys with their beards and their suspenders and white shirts, they're so religious and pious. I give respect to that. I give respect. I don't give respect to drunks. I was a drunk. I was a legion. But I didn't push him out of my country. I said, come to my country. Deliver me from evil. And I'm not a dog going back to my vomit. As a hog to its wallow. Once free, always free. Free forever. The truth shall set you free. It's a divine revelation given of God. And no devil can shake you from that rock. The anchor holds and that chain can't break. Is that alright? You feel a little freer tonight? Amen. What time is it? Musicians, please come. Sunday night. Done real well. I shocked you, didn't I? Shocked you. It's a good shock. It's a good shock. Because saints of God, that's our obligation, being high priests of our home, mothers of our home, to speak truth to our children. Not to glaze it over. White is white. Black is black. We say, I'm going back to the absolute brother Tim. I remember up in, in Grand Prairie when he's pastoring up there. He says, I'm not going back. We are back to the absolute. Black's black. White's white. The word is the word. And that is it. Truth is truth. And it's revealed by God. Amen. Amen. At least I got a smile out of this group right here. They say, yeah, ooh, we get to go home early tonight. I know Tasha's not here to sing back to the absolute, but I wanted to sing it tonight at the end anyway, so somebody's got to help me. I don't know who starts with D. <laughs> John 8.43 says, Why do you not understand my speech? That's a good question. Jesus is asking this question. Why don't you understand what this message is? Why don't you understand truth? Why don't you? Because you cannot hear my word. You are of the father, the devil. Now, don't tell me that wasn't a tight service. Huh? When's the last time I called you the devil? I've never called you the devil. But in Jesus' congregation and at that moment, he says, why can't you hear my words that I speak? 
You cannot hear them because you are of the father, the devil. He was really nailing it down, brother Tim, brother John. He was nailing it down. He said, you are of the father, the devil, and in the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth. He never abode in truth from the garden till now. But God sent truth in this hour to bring you and I back to our God-given privilege. Sons and daughters of God. You revel in this truth because God has revealed this truth to you. Don't play with it. Don't put it on the shelf. Make it become more dear and more real than ever before. Ask the Lord to make it real. We are, First John 1, closing. Going, or how do we start it? However, do it. First John 4, 6. Says, we are of God. John knew exactly who he was. Come on, church. Do you know who you are tonight, Matt? We know we are of God. Truth set me free. Hallelujah. Never forget the punching bag experience. Prayed for you, thought of you, your family, your boys, your girls. Does it change? Truth doesn't change. He says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Well, you self-centered. I knew who he was. You've got to know who you are. When she realizes who she is, then we're out of here. John knew who he was. He said, we are of God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Hereby know we, the spirit of truth. Here we know the spirit of truth. Say amen, balcony. Here we know the spirit of truth. And the spirit of error. Why? Because truth reveals error. May God bless you as you move in your freedom of truth. Help me out. Let's stand, please. We made it back to the absolute. Where the church stands strong. Back to where there is a wrong, back to where it's black or white. You see the difference is like day and night. We made it back to things of God. We made it back. First verse. Yeah, do us fun.